Thank you for listening to the program. In John chapter 6, he records here the feeding of the 5,000. And there was uh, the feeding of the 4,000, which <clears throat> happens uh, after this. But this is a, uh, I don't know, you know, I was thinking about it. If you were able to make food like he did, or he did do this uh, for one person, two people, well, that would be amazing but if he did it for 10,000 people that's a population of a small town uh closest town to me is a small town fortunately and it's it that's about the population i would guess and that's a whole lot of people so to feed them with just a handful of food in our minds in the minds of creatures you couldn't help but say wow what a miracle Two people, yeah, what a miracle, but 10,000, what about the whole world? Wow, that, what a miracle, feed the whole world? Well, the, really the power it took to feed one or the whole world, if you could think of it, and for, you know, in a right way. No, it's the same power, uh, really. If you could feed, if you could do that for one, you could do it for all. So he didn't do it for all. He, he didn't walk up to every city and heal all the sick people and just by saying that. He could have, but he didn't. It was, as it were, his miracles, this is kind of one exception, but most of them were personal, one-on-one -on -one type thing. But here he feeds the multitude, and it's so much of a miracle that... It, it says a great multitude followed him because they saw already the miracles he had done on those that were diseased. And so he read in the other accounts, he actually said, let's sail across and go to a desert place. But they knew and they wanted to, the multitude knew where they were going and they followed and they were there. And so it's kind of not humorous so much so, but they were there and like going on vacation. Well, it's great to be here. And then all of a sudden your employees come up in a bus and, well, we need to talk to you. <laughs> You'd say, oh, no, I'm on vacation. And so these men were and. It was a real thing. That's what I mean. And and I don't mean to, to, to take time, to, but it's all about him. Now, it is to me, and, and it's not about them crossing the sea or the miracles he did or the food or the bread or the people necessarily. It's primarily all about him. Paul said, I just want to know him. Not know about him. I just want to know him. So to know him is, for a believer, he lives in your heart. And that is different than with you in your heart. Uh, that there, Like he told them, the Spirit of God, you know, you believe in me. And the Spirit is with you. With you in your heart, yeah. But he will be in you in your heart. So there's all the difference in the world there is that idea and unfortunately i myself said for a long time and still do and people do well i know that but it doesn't seem like that well but it should and i think it's simply because sometimes we just don't set our heart and mind and affection on him maybe here and there at certain times and not or what i know I, it, it's hard but uh it needs to be all the time that it can be no matter what time of day that might be, and it's possible a, 
a lot more than a person would think, a whole lot more. But it's so easy to say, and I I know I've talked to a lot of people over the years about it, over the past five or six years or so, that I was around Christian people, and I still am, but not to the extent of radio and that kind of thing. But it was something that, that we did. If, if you had kind of pushed people, they would talk about it. And, it. and it was something that was a mystery. And Paul calls it one, the mystery of Christ living in us, not just with us, in us. I will give you my spirit, my heart, make you a new creature. And that new creature, John says, can't sin. So if we sin, uh, and that's not just breaking rules, and the Lord said it real simple, look at it this way. What I see as darkness is if you have unforgiveness in your heart towards anyone. And if you don't and your heart is right, then these other things become secondary and they in and of themselves will take care of themselves. But he says that on purpose. It's not, like, ah, you can do anything you want just as long as you don't have any unforgiveness. No, the, the commandment is love him with all your heart. And he said, if you do that, then you will love others, especially those I live in, and, and all men as much as possible be at peace with them. And if you don't have the love, joy, and peace, and I know 30-plus years I, as a believer, I, I didn't have any of it, love, joy, and peace. I thought I had his love was in me, but I wasn't in fellowship with him, profiting, trading with it, using it. And you say, well, you'd love people. Yeah, I did. But it's human love is you can hold off on one person, one thing, and you don't have to forgive them because it's their fault. That's human reasoning and love. And I know it. Uh, and But his love is not that. And, and his love in us is not that. He hates sin. But he divides the person from the sin, and I don't know about everybody else, but I always it's always personal. It seems like you have to make yourself realize and think these things through. But if you do, it's not hard or difficult so much so to come to a place that you're right with him. So... Remember the two men on the road to Emmaus, and he comes along, and they don't know who he is, and he said, why are y'all, uh, y'all, why are you so sad? Uh, what's the problem? And they said, don't you know about what's going on in Jerusalem, the things that have happened the last 48 hours? What things? It would make you think he didn't know. Oh, of course he knew. But is that wrong? He can't ask that question. Well, No. So here he says to Philip, where are we going to buy bread? And the scene is they sailed across the sea to get away from the crowd. The crowds were already on the move to come there. And they didn't bring food and water. They were more concerned with following him to maybe be healed and or hear him. They were all different kinds. Even his enemies were in the crowd as well to, to watch and try to catch him in something that he might say. But Jesus went up, they sail over there, and they get out and go up, and they get in the mountain, and uh, they lift up their eyes, and Jesus, and they saw a great company. And Philip said to uh, the Lord, where are we going to, um, or he said to Philip, where are we going to buy bread? I would, what I meant to say, Philip, I'm sure he looked at that crowd, oh no, and they had been uh, people, 
like with the 4,000 and and other times, uh, it was that he would, he could make bread, and they knew that. But would he? No, he, he would only do it when his father told him like that. So these people had been without bread, and, and he put all the accounts together for as long as the third day, three days, and it's like in the wilderness, the the people there, well, you know, this is, we're, we're beginning to starve, and without water and food, what is this? Why do you want to test us this way? So I'm saying, like he said to Philip, where will we buy bread? And I think Philip might have been thinking the same thing, but this he said to prove him, for the Lord himself knew what he would do. He knew what he was going to do. So was that wrong for him to ask Philip, where are we going to buy bread? Well, no, he couldn't be wrong. He just asked him that question to see what Philip would say. And Philip said, the answer would be, well, you know the answer to that, Lord. You can make it or not or what. There is no place to buy it. You know that. So you'll have to make it or they'll go without. I don't know. It's up to you what happens here. But but that's kind of hard to do. So Philip answered and said, uh, even if there was a place, there's no place, and we don't have the money. Even if there was a place to buy it, we don't have enough money to buy enough bread for anybody just to have a bite. And in Andrew, instead of, you know, and then I'm not criticizing them, but they would later look back at this, and that's what I'm saying. He was trying to teach us. It's all about him, who he is. And the the multitudes, the people, they knew who it was in the way that he's the Messiah. And they came to him and said, after they had seen this kind of a miracle, this big of a miracle, as it were, to them. And it was like Moses bringing down manna from heaven, food from heaven. And they said, that, that does it then. You are that prophet he spoke about. It's too much. It's just like that. It's the same thing. Only you took a little bit of bread and fed 10,000 people out of a handful of, of food. So when Jesus therefore perceived they would come and take him by force, it wasn't that they weren't going to. I think there were times that apparently it describes where he, they just kind of stood aside when he walked through. But he, they're saying, no, it was to the point that they knew, and or he would have been saying and did say in other places, I didn't come for that right now to be king. And my king. But they were going to force him to make him king. So he departed. If they were that way and they were all around a multitude like that that he had just uh, fed, then what? how did he just depart peacefully if they were going to take him by force? It wasn't like, well, they'll stand aside and he walked away. No, that's what he's saying is, no, they were. he knew they were going to stop him. They were going to force him. You're not going anywhere this time. We have you here. We're not going to let you go. They were always that, oh, no, he's gone. Where is he? Well, he's, they sailed across. Oh, and so they go around the other side. And then they see this great multitude like a herd coming. I don't mean to compare it to animals, but a herd of people coming. And 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 then he says to Philip, to tr- what would have proved what did that was that the answer that was correct not really not really but because the answer was you you're the answer so i was talking to somebody uh, and it it's simply put but god he doesn't have love he is love he doesn't have justice he is justice 
And God doesn't, I don't know, He, he departs from them, I think, like the other times. And you'd say, why didn't he let them make him king then? Why not? Why did they have to force him? And and they would say, like Peter said, you don't know what you're doing. You need to. And Peter stood in front of him. Now, the crowd, I don't know, by forced. I don't know that Peter was going to force grab out and reach out and grab him. I don't think so. But the crowd, it says they were going to. Jesus knew that. So, yeah, they were going to come and take him. And so he departed. How did that happen? I don't know. It's just like the two men on the road. So I'm saying, he said to Philip, where are we going to buy bread? And Philip, well, there isn't any, where we don't even have the money. So in one account, the Lord said, how much food do we have? Check and see. So it was more to it than why they looked over the whole 10,000. One little boy had smuggled in, you know. No, I think it was more so that was what they had. But what is that among so many of them? We don't have a... So they had their own money and food. They were a unit, uh, the, him and the apostles and the men or women or people that little tight group followed with him like that. But this was the multitude that had homes and families, and they just dropped it all to follow him for any number of reasons. But still, the whole reason for all of this is he's told them, you come to me not because you come to me for the promise of the Spirit is what he meant. No, what's really all important. You come to me for miracles like giving you food, just like they did with Moses. That, But even that is, is still what Moses didn't give them that bread my father did from heaven. They come to him and said, he said, don't labor for the meat that, that uh, you're, you're not looking at this right. Don't believe in me for the miracles I can do and feed you. Believe in me for who I am that I am your lamb of God, forgive your sins, and is what he meant to them. And so this is the work of, they. what can we do then to do the works that we, what do you want us to do? He said, this is what I want you to do, just trust in me, believe in me. Because he was telling them, no, not now, I'm not going to set up the kingdom. That was, this was on down in the ministry. They knew that. They didn't want to hear it. No. Even at the end, they didn't want to hear it. And and right to the end, they just kept thinking. And even after he rose from the dead 40 days later, they still said, one more time, can we ask you, is there somewhere you can just go ahead and stay here and, and rule the world? And they had not been born again. After they were born again and he came into their heart and became them, then they don't write about that anymore. It's all about knowing him. That's all. And knowing his love. That's all. And it's about doing that right now. Like Paul said, you can do it now. You can be accepted of, uh, accepted of him. And that's what it means is be right with him in that way of love whether here or there <laughs> and you can't wait you, you're going to do it there yeah but it's profitable to do it here and so that's what all this is about it's like the spring of living water to the woman springing up this is the bread of life and it doesn't mean one bite one drink and you're done no you live off of that 
We live off of him. We eat of him, drink of him. We live from the spirit that he puts in us because that is our real true person. If you're born again, it really is him. So when he grew up and was conceived and grew up, how did he live on what? He was the spirit of God said, given the spirit without measure. He was the Spirit of God. So when he lives in us, is he any different? No, he's changed. Today, yesterday. So it, it is him in us. But like he said, the Father's in me, but it's me. And it's, so it's two persons with one spirit. And he said, the Father and I will come and live in you. And we'll give you our uh, my spirit, make you a new creature. And in that way, if you are willing to die to the old and give it up and not try to compromise and do both in the way of love, and then that's what it's called for, and that will work 100% guaranteed. And like James says, if you say it won't, you're calling him a liar. And that's why I have to confess, and I've said it before and say it again, as a Bible teacher for years and years, I just, I think, instinctively avoided reading and or teaching what the book of James, because he puts it straight out. <laughs> and John did too, and and they all did sort of uh, in their own way. But um, James, I don't know, he seemed to just ruthless in the truth uh, of of it all. And the Lord was too, and he said, "But I just tell you the truth, and you want to kill me." And even Paul, uh, uh, James says, "You know what you teach about that? It's not works. It's not law. It's nothing legal. It's all about faith. It's all about Him living in you. That's all it's about." There are believers here that know that and believe that, but they are so zealous of good works, they kind of want to look at you as a heretic needs to be put to death. That was true, and they would have had to think, "Well, he's." Probably not even a real believer the way, and and so I don't know. I don't know. But those were real hard times that these people all were going through. So for them, out, you have to put yourself in Philip's place. He would say once again, I didn't understand who he was. I wasn't. It's so hard. And that's what John said. It was really something to watch him day. And at one point, you're watching him as God create food. And feed a multitude of 10,000 people with nothing but uh, food you could hold in, in your hand. And then the, the next very next thing on the storm, come, well, that wasn't the very same one, but the incident where he was asleep in the boat. And he say he can be so tired you can't even wake him up. But on the other hand, he creates food and walks on water. And see, that I, you, you, well, what would it do to you? <clears throat> Like Peter there, at one point, he knelt down and said, Lord, it's too much. <laughs> You'll have to leave me. Depart from me. I can't do this. I'm, it's too, I can't get away from, you know, or whatever. I don't know. I just think about that. But he lives in us now. So what are we doing? Are we really partaking of that bread, that living bread, by not having darkness of unforgiveness? Are we really drinking of that springing up into everlasting life? And I, I still have to make the point again. He that believes on me has everlasting life. It does not mean live forever, although you will. Everybody lives forever. And it's not where or it's everlasting life is I am existing life. And only God has that. I am life. I have always existed. Self-existing is what it means. You will have that spirit. He that believes, you will have that spirit in you. That And there's all the difference in divine and mortal. 
I mean, all the, and we are little gods before he lives in us. We are a little God spirit that won't ever die. There's not a thing ever teaches that. In fact, it says outright they won't, and they don't. So when that happens uh, to a believer, that's he paid for that right to snuff out and put a new spirit in you, and it's, and the old nature is still there, the old closer, and so so much so that right away it seems like that, well, that's the, and it is, Paul does refer to the old man and his deeds, but the old man's heart has been ripped out and put in a new heart for at the how you look at it at the least. That's what happens. And you are a new creature, but you have to keep living off of that bread of life that's him. You have to keep living off that water of life that's him, bread and water, that's him. And you have to eat. That's why he goes on down here, and they all got a lot of them ejected over, well, you say, you have to eat your flesh and drink your blood. You're you're crazy. See, we tried to tell you that. And no, he, he, I'm sorry. He meant what he meant was what he said right after that to them, after the ones that had left. He said, I knew they didn't believe in me anyway. But he said to the ones that followed that weren't said, where are we going to go anyway? He said, the spirit quickens. It's the spirit that gives life. I'm not talking about the flesh of you in the flesh, not that, but the things I say to you, the words I speak, they are spirit, they are life. And his flesh was divine, yeah, but he didn't know more talking about eating it, than, and they knew that. It was just a reason to say, well, his sayings are too hard anyway, that's it, we're out. And they wouldn't follow him anymore. And he knew from the beginning, they that believe not and who would betray him. He knows all things. He knew what Philip, he knew what he was going to do. So you'd say, well, that's not fair that he asked Philip a trick question. No, that's how we'd look at it. No, he did it for Philip's good. And Philip would say, you know, as hard as it was, looking back on it, he turned us every way but loose. But I wouldn't trade it for anything. (laughs) So that's the believer's life. Yeah, it's a struggle, like Paul said it's a daily struggle. You have to die to yourself every day and let him raise you up in newness of life. In Philippians, he says, though I just want to know that power that he has to raise me from the dead of sin over and over. And, and because it does happen over and over, you and what sin? Not not rules, not this and that, don't do this, touch that, that, not that. Uh, no, it's love, love. Do you violate the law of love? by holding on to the right not to. It, it's a simple thing. Well, um, thank you uh, for listening to the program, but I, I did want to say and end up by what I should have very first said, and I mean to. It, it's all about Him. It is. We are complete in Him. What else can that mean? We don't have to force Him to be King. All we have to do is stop playing that part ourselves. And do it his way. And that is crucify yourself, he said. And Paul said, yeah, yeah. But he'll raise you up in newness of life who you really are if you just give up your right to be unforgiving towards anybody for any reason. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. <laughs> it really, really, really is because he is beyond <coughs> amazing. Thank you for listening to the program.